The following aviation podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast by thepilotreport.com about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode number 47, live from the deck of Sun and Fun Radio in Lakeland, Florida, as we talk about light sport aircraft. Updates from Sun and Fun 2013. Aviation education and more coming up now on this edition of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now, here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Sean Moody, Rick Felty, Carl Valeri, and Len Costa. Welcome back to this edition of the Stuck Mike Abcast. I'm your host, Len Costa. Joining me on the show today are my favorite group of aviation misfits, starting first with Mr. Carl Valeri, who's finally back, had some time to rest from all that flying in the Airbus A320, and joining us on the show today, all the way down from the deck of Sun and Fun Radio in Lakeland, Florida. Accompanying him is uh, our guest co-host from episode number 34, guest and friend of the podcast, Mr. Larry Overstreet. We've got Rick Felty joining us from the uh, from the studio in Massachusetts. Mr. Sean Moody, who's actually patched in via telephone uh, on his iPhone while driving home from work today. And uh, I, once again, I'm Len Costa joining you from uh, John Deere country out here uh, in all the way in Illinois. Now, we've got a really fun show for you today, but before we do get started, uh, what we had a couple of technical difficulties. This was a live broadcast on SNF Radio, Sun and Fun Radio, uh, that took we, we had patched ourselves into the radio via Skype. We, uh, when the show launched, as a matter of fact, and we played the intro music, and I began this, intro, uh, this introduction speech that we always go through, we got, uh, we got some feedback. There was some overboot of audio. And what you'll notice is uh, actually Carl Valeri and uh, Mr. Larry Overstreet are going to lead a good chunk of the first half of the show because what happened was with that overboosting, uh, the, the folks down in Florida couldn't hear us. So in the absence of uh, wasting dead airtime in the couple of seconds that they couldn't hear us, Carl took over and began the transition for us in the conversation. So what you're going to notice here at, uh, after we break is, uh, is Carl beginning the show, and then you'll hear the rest of us joining in at the end. So now that uh, you're fully complete on what's happening today, uh, we will just make that transition right here and turn it over to uh, Carl. So we're broadcasting live here from Sun and Fun Radio on the deck, watching a wonderful air show today. My name is Carl Valerian. I'm the uh, co-host of uh, Stuck Mike Avcast, joined by uh, Sean Moody and also Rick Felty. I tell you, it's been uh, just a wonderful day here out in the Sun and Fun. And today we actually have a, a special guest here on the deck, and that's uh, Larry Oversee. Larry, welcome. Thanks a lot. Fun to be back. Yes, this has been uh, quite the season. We've had uh, 
had a wonderful time here today. And I have to say that David Shalbetter has really been working me pretty darn hard. He set the he sets the bar a little too high sometimes. We uh, he he said this year he wants to see more interviews than uh, than last year, and I'm not sure I could uh, quite top that one. And oh gosh, he's grabbing a microphone. He always does that. It scares me when he does that. But uh, Larry, should we let him on the mic or what? Well, I, I don't think we have much of a choice. Okay, the first rule of Sun and Fun Radio. <laughs> there is no. What happens? No, no, just joking. <laughs> let me tell you what, Carl. I did not set the bar hard high. Oh. You set the bar high by doing 72 interviews last year. And from what my editors are telling me, you're going to be topping that number. And I sure appreciate it. And I don't, you know, you, you work as much. <laughs> you don't as much or as little as you would like. But like every, every other one of my roving reporters, there's 10 million stories out here. How do you not do 15 interviews a day? Because every, oh, there's a, there's a story, there's a story, there's a story. You can't make it 100 yards down the road without finding a story. So thank you so much for your being here and doing it, what you're doing. Well, Dave, thanks. But, you know, honestly. I now can turn control of the deck back to you. <laughs> thanks so much for those kind compliments by Dave Shalbetter. But, you know, it truly is the people here that make this show. And, you know, we always say this and it sounds kind of corny. Why do we come back? It's actually for the people. And I tell you what, I could go maybe 100 yards and I will get at least 10 wonderful stories from some wonderful people talking about aviation airplanes. It doesn't matter what they're doing, what their role is in aviation. They come here for one common cause, and that's to join in in Sun and Fun, one of the best air shows out there. And it's more than just an air show. It's a gathering each year of people that have a common passion. And uh, today, actually, one of the things that we uh, we were actually going to talk about a little bit is the fact that, you know, while I've, I've been out one of my new job doing some flying, they've been able to do some interesting uh, landings at different places. But here at the show, they've actually changed a, a little bit here. That you can take off and land as much as you want, especially in the light sport. Larry, what do you think? I, I think the new light sport area is gorgeous. Um, we got uh, got a chance to go down there yesterday and walk around, and they've they've rearranged the way the road goes through there, and it really draws you right into the heart of the exhibit. Um, saw some fun uh, fun light sport aircraft out there. Um, including uh, the uh, Storm Rally from Light Sport America, which is one that I hadn't seen before. And then back here uh, in, in the air show, you know, the core area, if you will, uh, also had a chance Pilot Stu from... Um, uh, oh, yeah, Pilot Stu. Yeah, from, okay. yeah uh, he, he had uh, uh, his um, uh, company, U.S. Sport Aircraft, uh, has a sport cruiser out there. So my wife and I tried that one on for size and uh, had a good time in that. Well, before we start talking about landing in islands, one of the things that they've been doing with the light sport that's wonderful is the islands of the Bahamas, as you know, a lot of people know I, I used to live down that way, is the fact that they're allowing light sport aircraft to fly down to the islands. Now, you've actually flown down there, is that right, Len? I, I have not. Uh, another friend of ours, uh, Flying Cheesehead, uh, ah. he was down to the Bahamas just before uh, Kent Shook, for anybody who doesn't uh, know him by the other name. Um, he was down to the Bahamas uh, earlier, uh, I think last week, and uh, then came up through here to Sun and Fun for a couple of days, and then he'll be heading back home too. You know, one of the neatest things about flying to the Bahamas is actually being able to land in these incredibly gorgeous airports and in these wonderful areas where you can actually see the water almost lapping up over the runways, and there are just different azure colors and blues, greens, yellows. It's just phenomenal. And the beauty of the Bahamas is the fact that you can go – from one island to the next, and you may not see anybody, and you can just keep exploring all the seven or eight hundred or so islands that they have out there. 
it, it looks just stunning. I've, I've not had a chance to do that uh, uh, yet. We've been talking about it a little bit. Um, but we went by the Bahamas uh, tourism booth here, and um, they uh, seemed to make it uh, simple enough that even I could figure out how to do it and get through, um, you know, the, the security areas and, and the, you know, all the, the paperwork that you have to do. Uh, they make it feel very manageable. What's it really like? You know, actually, I have a confession to make. Every time I've been to the Bahamas, someone has done my paperwork. Oh, that's yeah. This is, uh, this is the funny thing. I've actually never done it myself. So this is my new adventure is to fly myself there. Uh, people wonder, gee, you know, if you fly to the Bahamas all the time, why aren't you flying yourself? Well, you see, working at the airlines, uh, we don't do anything. Everything's done for us, the paperwork, et cetera. And I've also never flown a single engine over there. So okay. I'm a little bit nervous about that. So this is, okay. is going to be, you know, for me, uh, I was uh, a, a little, I don't know, a little nervous about flying over the water. As a matter of fact, I was nervous about flying over the water in a twin engine. And uh, with this new job I have, speaking of, of going to the islands, I was actually able to fly down to the Dominican Republic a lot in the past month or so. Oh, very good. And, and what's really cool is the Dominican Republic has a booth here at Sun and Fun, and it's actually indoors. So if anybody wants to go and check out flying down to the Dominican, the Bahamas, anywhere, a lot of them have booths here. And going down to the Dominican Republic is is wonderful it's so gorgeous it's just like the bahamas but the, there's some deeper blues because there's some some deeper waters obviously okay. out there and they have big mountains so you go from large mountains and forests and trees then within you know few 50 60 miles now you're down to the beach and uh, just to relate one quick experience my first time landing was in punta cana which is more towards okay. the uh, east side of the island and I was like, oh, my gosh, where is that airport? And he said, that's it, right over there. It was right next to the water. I was like, wow, that's incredible. Well, the next time I landed there was in another place called Puerto Plata, my favorite place. If anybody's ever heading down to the island, the Dominican Republic, and, of course, you can learn how by going over to their booth, go to Puerto Plata. Because when I was actually landing, you could see all the wonderful, the greens, the blues, the yellows, as you're, as you're coming in. And, and we touched down, taxied to the gate. And I said, you know, I noticed something white over there. I couldn't figure out what it was. So I get the airplane ready, and we, we go to taxi. I have to take off. And as we're taking off, I'm seeing this white wall coming up over. And I'm like, what is that? And he said, oh, that's just the waves. I'm like, where do you go take off when you see waves crashing over, almost hitting the runway? And that was just so beautiful and serene to see something like that. Oh, and so I, I, would, I would love to ha have anybody that could experience that. As a matter of fact, on Sun and Fun Radio, we're going to be running – over and over, the, the actually, and we'll have it on the Stuck Mike Avcast, some links to actually where they can learn about the Dominican Republic. And they have some websites that they can go to where they can learn as a pilot to, okay. to learn to fly down there. And uh, is there any islands that you've, you've uh, actually thought about flying to? Maybe not, not in another country, maybe in the U.S. I think the Bahamas would be terrific. And um, uh, there are enough people who do that, and it, you know, it's, it's easy to get information on how to do it, but I think it, it's something that I could do. Um, I haven't really thought about anywhere else, anything longer distance. You know, I, I'm a single engine guy, so. Um. Well, I tell you, there is an island that you can go to that's beautiful. And you don't have to worry about the single engine stuff. And, and I think a lot of people forget about it because we keep talking about this. We keep talking about going to the, to the Bahamas and going to the Dominican and going down to, say, Haiti, those areas. The one place we can go down to is Key West. Ah, Key West. Don't ever forget about Key West. Actually, I was having, a, you know, an anchoring for a, for like a, a sandwich, a grouper sandwich. Yeah. So I jumped in a plane and went down, had a grouper sandwich, and came back. So there's some beautiful islands that you can go out, some incredible forts that you can fly through and, and enjoy yourself down in the Key West area. 
Very nice. Uh, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Has anybody else been to Key West? I'm trying to think. Our, our crowd here says, yeah, it's, it's, it's the nice thing about Key West, if you don't want to fly over the water, mm-hmm. you don't have to fly over the water. Okay. You can actually go down over the highway. I, and I am kind of chicken about it, so I, I do the same thing. Okay. Yeah, so I, I definitely give that give that a shot. Well, but, good deal. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, moving back to the Dominican and, and looking at those foreign countries, there there's a few things you have to understand about airspace, uh, and there's some companies out there that will actually help you to navigate your way over to the Bahamas, over to the Dominican Republic, and uh, they have some incredible tours. And okay. you can look those up actually uh, on the sunandfun.org. They have these, these sites where they, they have adventure tours and stuff like that where they'll do the paperwork with you. They'll do a gaggle or they'll do a group of, of planes that head on down there. That's actually That a, would be a great uh, way to do it, especially the first time. Oh, definitely. And I imagine they would have the equipment for you and uh, so forth as well. Yeah. And, and by the way, while, while we're on this whole island flying thing, there is, there's one more experience I had recently that we, you know, we, we wanted to talk a little bit about our, our favorite flying experiences of the year. I finally had my favorite of this year. What month is this? Okay, we're, we're almost April, but yeah. it's actually the past 12 months. I got an opportunity. I don't know if you remember, there's, on YouTube, there's these videos of people taking off from this island airport. And when the, when the planes take off, they sometimes blow over the people that are on the beach. Yes. And it's a place called St. Martin. Yep. St. Martin. Yep. And some of the people that have ever seen this airport, it's, it's absolutely stunning. And when you come in there, now you do have those, those blues, light blues, but you have this, this really, and something I haven't seen, it's a, kind of a, a deep, deep blue. And, and you can actually see the bottom, and it's really gorgeous as you're coming in. Oh, that sounds nice. The only difference is when, when landing, and of course I was doing this in a, in a larger aircraft, I, I forgot that you know, the, the runway is pretty short, and at the end of the runway, there's water. And I'm like halfway down the runway, and the guy I'm flying with decides he wants to try to grease it on. Of course, when you grease it on, what happens? You float down the runway. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, please put this thing down. So he puts <laughs> it down and then stops. But I will say, though, on the way in, just absolutely beautiful. But taking off out of St. Martin, if you ever get a chance to come out of there, when you take off, you take off towards the mountain, and you have to take an immediate right turn. And there's these two little lights on top of two hills. So you, when you make your first turn, you have to go between those two hills. Because in case you lose an engine, you actually can drift down and go yeah. between those, and then make your turn out over the water. But the 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 one the big difference between St. Martin and the Dominican Republic also is is the cost. I have to say St. Martin is is quite a bit more expensive. Okay. Uh, you can do a lot more in the DR. That, that's for sure. But uh, I hope you do get some island experiences. There's a, there's some terrific ones here in Florida. Uh, of course, one of my favorites is Egmont Key. If you've got a Sea Ray, you can go out there. And Egmont Key is out off the, the Tampa Bay area. Okay. It's not that far away. Okay. And you can just go out there in your Sea Ray, your float plane, as long as the seas aren't too high, and that's usually in the morning. Sometimes they're dead calm. And absolutely gorgeous waters. And that's just right here in the Tampa Bay area. There's so many of those little islands that you can go to. And uh, we, we love to, to explore those things. And uh, other one that you can land on is called Cedar Key. Okay. And I don't know if anybody's heard of that, but that's actually on the West Coast. And you can come into Cedar Key, land on this very short runway. And when you call on the radio frequency, they'll actually come out and pick you up in, in a taxi cab. Oh, taxi very nice. Cab. It's just absolutely a wonderful, wonderful little uh, experience there. But getting away from all the island flying, there is just so many opportunities to find out about it here. Let's talk a little bit about fun and fun since we are here and we're enjoying ourselves. At, um, what a beautiful uh, uh, day and week. It really has been. People always ask, you know, how does it compare to last year? I think it's uh, fairly similar, uh, except for mm-hmm. some really big changes. For me, uh, I'd have to say 
gosh, one of the biggest changes here would uh, have a, a veterans plaza, and I got to really have a great time interviewing some of our, our wonderful veterans of Vietnam veterans and, and other wars, Korean wars. And these people, you know, are getting the respect that they deserve finally, I think. And, and also, especially here with Sun and Fun, they're truly honoring those folks by putting in a, truly a, a veterans plaza where you can get all that information that's right behind uh, the FA center and right behind us at the, at the station here. What, one of the really neat things I learned is that there's all these organizations are putting together uh, different ways that they can educate people about those wars. I mean, it's cool. They have airplane yeah. stuff, but it's also cool that they're educating us about a piece of history that, I, you know, I didn't learn about in, in school, but, but I'm learning here. Uh, and so that was, to me, that I know it didn't have much to do with airplanes, but it was really terrific to see. What, any, anything you, you noticed that was different this year, one of your favorite things that's changed from last year? Uh, like you said, there's a lot of, there are a lot of things that were, um, you know, similar, that food and, and the fun that you can have out at the corn roast and, uh, in the camping area and, and seeing the vendors around, a lot of the vendors that you know you're familiar with from here or from Oshkosh uh, that come back year after year. I always like stopping by the Whip Air booth, uh, you know, because they make the floats for all kinds of different airplanes, and um, it'd be a fun thing to do sometime. Um, but I think uh, this year too, among the, the the staff, the volunteers that I've had a chance to work with, there's just a real uh, attitude of service and an excitement to be here. Um, and it, it's not that it's not like that other years, but it seems like this year there's an emphasis on just being here to welcome people and to help people out and to you know make them feel a part of, of this thing called Sun and Fun. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you said that. Uh, one of the places that I ran into and I thought they were incredibly welcoming was uh, the uh, Polk County booth that's right here on the corner, the yeah. tourism booth, and uh, also in conjunction with uh, Lakeland's Chamber of Commerce. They were incredibly welcoming, and, and I think that people really need to get out and find out what's happening here in the Lakeland area. Don't, don't just come to this air show. Get out there and, and, and take a look at what's going on around here. They have Bach Tower, they have Legoland, they have all sorts of really neat uh, events. And also, you can go down to Winter Haven and uh, go see our friends down there. You know, oh, they, you bet. <laughs> they, um, but that's, uh, what was his name again down there at Winter Haven? We have, uh, Jamie Beckett. Oh, yeah, Jamie Beckett. That's right, Jamie you Beckett has, has a flight school. As a matter of fact, he had changed a little bit now. He's running the flight school. He did. Time. He moved his career over. And that's awesome. So if anybody gets a chance, go say hi to Jamie at Winter Haven. Yeah, you Jamie, if you're, on the, if you're on uh, the field here at Sun and Fun, stop by and say hello. Yes, definitely. He's, he is a one of my, my favorite people because of the fact that he truly does uh, go towards his passion in life. Yeah, he has a heart for aviation. And he really does. And just like a, a lot of us here do. And uh, you, know, you were talking about LSAs and, and, and you talked about whip air and floats. One thing that would be really cool is to get your float rating, and, and I've, I've talked to a lot of folks about that on on the premise here. And now you have your seaplane ready? I, I don't. Uh, our friend Mike Daniels, though, uh, who's listening tonight, he just uh, tweeted out he's uh, he just picked up his float rating, so he's been kind of oh, wow. encouraging uh, a lot of his friends to give it a try. Wow, man, that's uh, that is just awesome. That, and the one way to do this less expensively, I think, is in an LSA. Because okay. uh, and that's the that's what I learned today. I, I was like, gosh, you know, I, I really would love to try that out, but to to save some money, go out there, do it, and doing a cub right here at Jack yeah. Browns, or, or head on down here and just I love try cubs. To, yes, that's right. You do like yeah, cubs. I like cubs. <laughs> My wife's sitting over there. She flies cubs and, also. J threes. J threes. Wow. Yeah. That is a beautiful plane. That's uh, kind of the heart of aviation. That's one of the things that that I love about uh, Sun and Fun is this is really where where aviation begins. It's, it's with these uh, smaller aircraft and 
It's yeah. uh, not so much the expos that I'm kind of used to going to. It's uh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're in the uh, the um, uh, light sport aircraft uh, of the, so many of the new ones, um, they have this great blending of the uh, feel of an old plane. You know, they're simple aircraft. They're not complicated, but they they also bring in some of the the techie gadgets that some of us enjoy. You know, from a nice new airplane. It's a oh really gosh. Great yeah, and heck, I mean, look at look at the, the you know GPSs and things like that. They're they're so incredible. I mean, they have moving map. I know yeah. I don't have a moving map on the Airbus I fly. You know, it's incredible. You can see where all the airports are. We should. <laughs> well, I you know with the iPad I do, but that, not with the stuff that's in the airplane. <laughs> it's it's absolutely incredible too to see how how friendly people have become and over the years. And I think you can you you I get the feeling I should say uh, with the new management here that. They really are trying to to incorporate more folks into Sun and Fun. Okay, yeah. now what do I mean by that? You know, just the other day walking down by you know Coconut Flyers. If you if you get a chance, <laughs> go out to the Warbirds here. And okay. I don't know if you've tried this yet, but boy, they are the friendliest people on the field. I, I always say that the Coconut <laughs> Flyers are a bunch of guys that own Stearmans, and okay. Uh, okay. just some some just wonderful people that love what they're doing, and you can tell. They have meticulously restored Stearmans, and they also have a real neat thing, the Tiki Bar, and they'll give you a hot dog and also a drink, a cold uh, glass of water, okay, and uh, anything else that they might have there. But uh, they they actually have been the most welcoming. Whereas last year it wasn't, it was a little bit different the way they had it set over there, and okay. and I think it's the same thing that they've done here with the LSAs. It's like they're they're managing it even better now, putting people in different areas where, where it's more accessible to people during the whole the whole show. Yeah. Which I like. And that was uh the one thing I'd love to see is, is you know, some some of these uh, guys from uh, the home belts come on down to the deck and talk to us here. You know, they uh they really uh, are the ones that have started all this. We, be we, took, we took a walk out on the um flight line this morning and uh saw a couple of uh Sonics's which I'm partial to since I'm building one. And uh, also some some gorgeous uh, glass airs, and it's just a really nice variety of home built uh, you know, composites and metal airplanes and and tube and fabric airplanes. Um, and you could tell that people had put a lot of time and a lot of love into them. And this, yeah, talk about love. I, uh, the one other thing that I love about doing these interviews, you know, we we're just talking about how many interviews we can get in one day, is the fact that everybody is so passionate about their airplanes. Yeah, and they truly love their airplanes and. Sometimes people are afraid to talk too much about themselves and the aircraft, but you know when you start talking about the, what the work is that they put into that plane, it's almost as if you're talking to a family member, yeah, and, and not just an airplane. And uh, you know, talking to the folks over here on the 190s and 195s, the Sonics, like you were talking about there, they they all feel like they're part of a family and an, an even smaller family group, which is the Sonics builders, you right. know, and, and the 190 and the 195 builders, and and I'm sure you and the RV folks and, the RV folks and everybody, you know. Yeah. This, and I'm sure you found this out. I would think is uh, the, the the other thing that I'm I'm discovering, you know, you think I know this by now, is that there is this huge group of people, support groups out there. There's this huge group online, and and also you know in, in organizational uh, bodies that they have out there that you can sign up for. Yeah, for instance, yeah. Sonic. Do they have like a users group, or do they, they have? A, they do, and there's there are some um, uh, lists that you can get subscribed to that are you know the question answer type forum, 
uh, places. I know Vans has the, the same kind of thing going on. And those are really nice whether you're a builder and need you know questions on how to do a particular uh, part, say, uh, or if you're a prospective builder and you want to understand uh, kind of what you're getting yourself into. You know, so you might want to subscribe to two or three or four different lists of air, aircraft that you're sort of narrowing your way down to, you know, and uh, see what kind of service people get, see what kind of answers are out there in the community, you know, see if there are any uh, particular trouble spots with a particular model that um, you you would be um, uh, potentially having a little trouble with, you know, the, the building part on. You know, another another feeling that I got from these folks, and, and I hope I don't step in it when I say this, is compared to the production aircraft, there the, the groups that you can join, they're much more welcoming if you don't own an actual aircraft. I know, well, I won't name the aircraft, but the different production aircraft groups, uh-huh. uh, you really, it seems you can't join unless, uh, some of them, but unless you're an actual owner of that aircraft. Okay. Uh, Sonics, I don't know if they do this, but a lot of these other ones, it doesn't matter. If you just have an interest in that type of aircraft, then you, you can, can join, join in. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's great. And, and you know what that does? It, it helps the actual manufacturer. And, and build some interest in in this type of aircraft. Yeah, and I think that's just wonderful. I mean, I think they really need to keep doing that and to build that that whole arena of of smaller aircraft and and sport build aircraft. You know, and amateur build. It's where it's where the innovation happens. It sure is. It really is. Now let's talk a little bit about light sport. I uh, and this is I'm going to get your opinion on this, but uh, I feel to me I love light sport. I think it's yeah. a great idea. It's an opportunity for people to actually jump into an airplane that's brand new mm-hmm. at a price that they, they couldn't touch on a brand new production aircraft. Uh, I had a uh, discussion with uh, Robert Segliano today, and one of the things we talked about is the fact that your your production aircraft, as far as renting is concerned, mm-hmm. the prices are not that much higher than certain light sport aircraft now. So that gap between production and light sport is closing just a little bit. So I can understand how if you have an old production aircraft that you could rent that for a lot cheaper than, say, some of these light sport. But with uh, a light sport, you're getting all that brand new stuff. Yeah, you get and some nice technology yeah. um, in, in almost all of them. Uh, smells they're new. They, yeah, they still have the nice smell, all that. Um, it, it really does, in my mind, um, come down to what your mission is. You know, if you have uh, one or two people hello, hello. and you're going for Hey, do we have some friends joining us? <laughs> no, my gosh, don't tell me. We're just talking light sport aircraft, and I think <laughs> someone just jumped on the line with us. Hey, Rick, and uh, we're, we're, we're not sure what was going on because we had a we had a little audio issue getting getting started, but uh, we're, we're here, yeah, we, so you guys so can go. Ahead and we've just, been listening. We, you guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back, uh, Len Costa and Rick Felty, and I think Sean Moody is on the line also. I'm here. Sorry about the delay, guys. Hey, don't, no problem. Hey, none of us have been on. <laughs> we've uh, we've actually been, uh, but at least you got to hear what we were talking about. This is uh, this guys. I really wish you were here. Hello, Florida. Uh, uh, we're in Central Florida here, and and the weather is beautiful. You couldn't order up a better day than today uh, to actually have this type of an air show. It's absolutely wonderful. And I, uh, you know, Rick, I think I think you need to get down here so I can okay. finally convince you to buy an airplane. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what what airplanes do you want me to look at, Rick, for you? Uh, well, um, something that goes low and slow, I think that would be fun. You know, I think the Cub stuff. Um, the, the, you know, you know, whatever always gets me when I go to shows is the Huskies. Huskies, yeah, yeah. I think those are cool. Um, is it the Tundra tires that yeah. get you? Or? Well, it is actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and which is completely uh, impractical anywhere I fly. But you know, still. 
<laughs> uh, no, it's great to it's great to hear the sounds down. You know what, what's coming out down there, and and all the fun you guys are having. And uh, uh, I grew up in Florida, so I need to get back there. Yes, you do, and you're you're welcome to come back, and you're welcome to Sun and Fun anytime. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, we miss you on the deck here, but I tell you, there, there's a, from the different schools that are out here, the different manufacturers, and, and really the people are, are really what make this show here. And as you heard from us, we, we've had just so much fun just talking about the folks and talking with those people. You know, just like Dave said, you know, there's, when you get out there, it's, the stories come to you. I mean, it's, you could just get out there and talk to 5,000 people. And you get five thousand different stories. Is there? Can I can I ask you guys some questions since you're there and yeah, we're sure. we're far away? You know, is there a sense of how how the show's doing this year in terms of attendance? I mean, does it feel, you know, nice and solid and everybody's having a great time? Or is it? You know, what 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 is your sense of it? I've got two opinions now uh, from different people. I've got I've heard two different stories, and, I, and I've been asking a lot of folks from one side of the house from the vendors. I've been hearing that it's terrific. And by terrific, that means that they're selling things and they're getting people into the actual booth to talk to them. So that's good from the from the vendor's standpoint. I think from some other people's standpoint, they feel it's a little bit slower. Um, and I've heard that from people, that it seems a little slower and things aren't going as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, honestly, it, it's... It does happen at other shows. It's more important to get people in yeah. here to actually take action, I think. I also but, assume, it, assume it builds to the weekend, right? The weekend, yes. The weekend, there's there's another crowd too that comes here, a more local crowd see, also. See, yeah. And uh, you know, every day you have the air show, and of course you do have the locals come in here, and that's wonderful mm-hmm. uh, that we get more and more people interested in this air show because this is a big, big part of the society here in the Lakeland area. Cool. I have a different measure, uh, which is in the in the uh, campground area. Hmm. Um, there is a big pond out there. If you've been here, you may have seen it with a berm around it. And uh, it's a popular place to put tents because it's the highest uh, highest elevation of anything around. You know, it's like three feet higher than anything else. <laughs> and, um, uh, it, and so the, the, the measure that I would throw out there is the number of tents on the berm. Hmm. And it strikes me this year as being maybe just a little bit lower than mm-hmm. last year. There's more open spots that you see if you wanted to pitch one out there. Right. But I will also say that the... Um, uh, camping, um, the overflow camping area, uh, kind of across one of the roads back there, seems to be a little bit fuller than I remember it. Hmm, so okay. pretty good. Cool. Yeah, and then uh, before we get into much John, more, have you guys seen the new products yet? That that. Uh, yeah, just uh, we need to go. Oh, to well, a, a, it's a little oh, bit of delay. Hang on. We need to go to a, a quick, uh, quick uh, commercial break, and then we'll we'll pick that up. And Sean, I'll get to you in just uh, one second. But folks, you're listening to uh, the Stuck Mike Abcast here live from the Sun and Fun Radio. Well, folks, welcome back to the deck here at Sun and Fun Radio. We're having a great time here. I'm joined, uh, my name is Carl Valeri. I'm joined here by Larry Overstreet and the usual suspects here. We have Rick Felty, Hello. Lynn Costa, and Sean Moody. Hey, uh, hey. The, the, uh, now, Sean, you, before we took a break here, you actually wanted to ask us a quick question about uh, Sun and Fun? Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, to see if you guys had seen any new product announcements, anything like that, that got you really excited so far. I know it's early in the week, but... You never know when uh, a couple of those might kick things off. As far as new products, uh, actually, there's there's been a couple uh, new light sports that I thought were really cool. Uh, there's a uh, biplane uh, light sport seaplane, and I thought that was really cool. And that's being produced over in Brazil, and I thought it was pretty sleek. Uh, it's uh, uh, it almost well, I shouldn't compare it to a Sea Ray, but it's like a bi- biplane Sea Ray. It looks like it's uh, 
something that I could actually fit into. Okay, huh. <laughs> and I, I believe uh, Pipistrel was also uh, not announcing a new aircraft, but just progress on their Panthera uh, that it had taken flight and I think done a gear test in flight. Uh, so that's moving forward, which is a really cool project. And you know, the, the other thing that I've, I've noticed out there, and I hate to keep just talking about light sport, is the fact that we are getting more uh, special light sport. In other words, they actually will be able to manufacture this for you. And uh, you can do some flight instructing in those aircraft, too. So it's not actually just the experimentals. All the experimentals are going to these special light sport manufactured aircraft. And I think that's cool. I think that, that tells you a little something about that industry if they're willing to invest that type of money. So, uh, so no, when light sport's not dead. Is that you that said that? No, no. but it's okay. No, I actually do have a question about, uh, since you're sort of on the topic of light sports, are my f- favorite friends from Icon there? Icon, yes. I've seen the Icon A5 sitting around because I'm definitely, uh, I definitely looking forward to seeing it at the end of the week when I show up. I think they are on the list. We actually haven't made it out there, but I I definitely have. I think they are on the list of of people that we are going to go check out there. And you know who actually is here? You know, there's somebody that's not on the radio, and I need to mention this, is that we have uh, Victoria Nouvel here, just in, not just in spirit, but also in person. <laughs> if, if people get a chance, they need to go over to the AOPA booth. Uh, I was sitting there doing an interview, and I, I nearly fell on myself when I, I, I looked up and I see I see Victoria's face. I guess it was the size of the side of a Mack truck. It's this huge, <laughs> large screen TV, and she looked great. She looked wonderful, and she was very inspirational speaking up there on, on, the, on the video that they had there. I don't know if you know this, but they went around and, and talked to some people about who are passionate about aviation, and that was one of the things that, that they put on there. Victoria is just a, a wonderful co-host. It's actually great to see that she, has, you know, she is back with us after a little of a hiatus there. That's right. In fact, we might as well use this as a good moment to actually make the public announcement that she will be returning to the show uh, with us here uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, she was actually out, uh, not available this evening. She was at the dentist, so she's uh, she didn't want to be shot full of Novocaine and wouldn't you know have difficulty talking on the show tonight. But uh, in the next show or two, she will be joining us again. And uh, Mr. Sh- uh, Sean Moody is also uh, going to be a permanent fixture around here as well. So hopefully, it will help right. ease up some things. You know, some some scheduling conflicts, and we should be able to to work out some more shows for you guys. So uh, those are two great announcements since we were talking about Victoria. But uh, thanks for the reminder. I hadn't even said anything online, but now I'm going to have to put a blog post out. Yeah, I hope it wasn't a spoiler, was it? It's okay. <laughs> it, it all, by the time I write the blog post and then we publish this episode on our website, well, it will still probably be heard after I write the blog post. So it, it all works out in the end. Yeah, but you hadn't signed the contract yet, so now she's got you. <laughs> Hey, Len, I'm not sure this is something I should mention either online and, and here live, but, you know, as I've been walking around here, there is one thing that I have noticed. There's a lot of young, single, good-looking ladies here just, just saying there, Len. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a good thing my girlfriend is not in aviation because she would not be listening to you here saying that to me tonight. So. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, I didn't mean to get you in trouble. We're, moving on. we're, we're safe. <laughs> moving we're right safe. along. <laughs> the, uh, uh, oh, going back to that AOPA booth, 
there is one thing that I think that's really important right now I should mention. Uh, I talked with uh, Katie over there, and she actually is the uh, vice president of communications with AOPA. One of the things that they're they're trying to do right now is a drive to stop these user fees, and it's it's rare to thugly head. It's it's been a bad idea in the past, and it still is. Uh, so what they want to do is try to get as many people to to go in and, and voice their opinion as to what they think about user fees. So uh, I just want to plug that for the AOPA. If you're here at the show, get on over there, fill out the survey, tell them what you think about user fees if you think you want them or not, and uh, also you can go online and do that too. So that that would be a, a great thing. Just uh, I think it's gonna. It's not something that's good for general aviation. We really need a, a resurgence, right? Resurgence in this industry right now, and I think that'll hurt it quite a bit. Yeah, it, and it's a, it's kind of a dumb mechanism to use to fund anyway. We've got a fuel tax where it's proportional. If I fly a little, I pay a little. If I fly a lot, I pay a lot. Um, it's it's a really nice mechanism that we already have. There's no need for an additional bureaucracy. So uh, getting. I guess you know what I'll be saying at the AOPA. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Thanks for your opinion on that one. But, they, you, you know, getting back to some of the newer items that are here, I think uh, one of the things that I did notice, not new airplanes, but a lot of new restorations. I talked to some people last year uh, that they said they had some product or projects, I should say. And, and some of these new restorations are actually terrific. People said they were going to bring their airplanes in. And uh, that's neat to see that people are bringing back those historic aircraft. They're not just bringing them back and, and putting them together, swapping them together. They're doing it meticulously and with love. With love. You got yep. it. And uh, these people truly do love their airplanes. Um, but, Len, one other question. When are you going to be here? When am I going to? Well, uh, let's see. Uh, sometime tomorrow, about, about this time tomorrow, if everything goes right, if the stars continue to align in my favor, as I hope, and as they're technically scheduled to, I should be down there just in time for the social media meetup tomorrow night, which I believe was going to be around uh, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, they're just out in front of... Uh, of the uh, SNF radio deck. So I'm, I'm, I'm mere hours away and I'm just salivating, waiting to get, you know, I love flying airplanes for work, but I would, I, I'm like drooling. I can't wait to finish work and get down there and play. Great. Now we got Victoria and Lynn drooling. Just <laughs> wonderful picture. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, for, just for different reasons. <laughs> you know, Len, we also talked about new things here. Uh, I, we keep forgetting about so many new educational materials that are out there and so many new products and also so many new lectures. One thing I have noticed, the FAA and also a lot of individuals have gone out there and put together some new seminars, new classes on home building. Of course, we're here at some a convention that was started with home building and we have some incredible, uh, great educational uh, workshops. You can actually do hands-on, get on that engine. You can recover an aircraft. You can actually practice recovering an aircraft. You can do anything you want here. If you want to learn about riveting, you can learn about riveting. If you want to learn about the, the, the new advances in safety, we have those safety seminars here. And you know what? It, you, can't, you can't even go to a tenth of them. There are so many. Yeah, a lot of things going on over at the high school, too. Uh, a lot of these seminars up there from uh, vendors, um, electronics, uh, iPads and cockpits, um, insurance, anything, anything you can imagine. There are there are seminar sessions going on, and again, it's all all uh, included with the admission, so you can come in and take your pick and and have a great day. You know, the, the other thing that I think was, is terrific is the family here. I mean, there's there's a lot of people bringing their spouses in here. Uh, one of the people that I've seen that uh, I did not realize was involved in, in aviation like she was is actually Dan Johnson. 
who is very much involved in the uh, light sport arena. Her, her, excuse me, his uh, wife, Randy, is actually just terrific. She's out there at the LSA Mall, and they put together all these aircraft out there, and she has been instrumental in, in truly bringing that spirit of aviation back by, by promoting light sport and telling people what it is because there's a lot of folks that don't understand it. And that's, to me, that's one of the reasons I started coming here. I've been coming here for, well, a while, maybe, a, gosh, 20-some-something years. And, boy, I, I used to come here just to learn. That's the only reason. I never volunteered, but I wanted to learn things. And, and really, a lot of the learning happened here for me was in the booths. You know, when I went into a vendor booth, he, they would explain, he or she would explain to me what their product is. But by explaining that product, I was able to learn more about aviation because of the fact that they had to explain what this product was for. And, and maybe it was for shooting an approach. And then I didn't understand something about an approach, WAS approaches. I learned WAS approaches right here at Sun and Fun. Did not quite understand. Imagine that, you know, and that's, uh, and finally got one in my airplane. So that, that's actually been a, been a wonderful thing as far as learning. What, what's your experience been with that? Yeah, I, I think the same thing with the, the vendors here. Um, you know, one of the secrets, if you want to spend some good time with a vendor uh, one-on-one, um, go during the air show. <laughs> you know, because that's three o'clock. The booth, uh, the uh, vendor booths really clear out, and uh, everybody's outside watching the air show, which is fun to do. But um, if you do want to spend some good time with a vendor, that's a great time to do it. Yeah, and that, you're right about that. The vendors, when, when it's 3 o'clock, they can't they, leave the booth. They can't leave the booth, and it's you, one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you could get swamped with, with people out there that are asking questions. And I noticed that today at around 11 o'clock, can get a, a word in edgewise at one of the booths I was at. And after 3, it was terrific, and, and, they, and I'm sure they welcome it. Because uh, I think, it too, it's not just the quantity, it's the quality of the person that's coming to them, that somebody that really is looking to purchase something or, or do something with them. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the uh, you know the other thing that I, I also wanted to mention is uh, all the things that are happening with the youth. I think you had talked a little bit about that. The high school, I think you mentioned. Uh, there's also uh, which is going to be really cool tomorrow, which is Thursday. They're going to have an airplane fly in here. An Airbus A320 is actually coming in here, and they're going to be uh, JetBlue. Actually, is going to be flying in a bunch of kids. From different high schools, like in Queens. Okay. Uh, there's also some from uh, Winter Haven. There's going to be some folks from uh, aviation schools, actually in the New York area, right there in Long Island City, that uh, they're going to be bringing down here, and that's going to be absolutely terrific. And people can actually tour that airplane, and, and I, I just can't wait to see that. I'm so proud of them. Uh, you know, full disclosure, that's actually uh, you know I work for JetBlue, and of course not a, not a spokesperson for them, but uh, and obviously these opinions are my own, but I think that they, you know, they personify just like a lot of other people that participate in this air show. Uh, what Sun and Fun's about? It's about sharing the passion of aviation. So, Carl, since since they're bringing a Airbus into uh, into Lakeland, does that mean that they're going to let you borrow it and take your friends uh, and the staff at the radio station out for a joyride around the pattern? Well, I actually asked if I could fly it in or fly it out, and uh, no, I wasn't able to, to jump on the opportunity. <laughs> but I can take you for a little tour in the cockpit. I'll, I'll have my ID on, and I'll go show you around the cockpit there and, and inside. But they're going to let anybody go in there and take a look. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's a, a real you know, sophisticated airplane. It's, it's a lot like all these other flat panel uh, planes that you've seen out here for sale. It's, it's uh, pretty amazing, and it's also a, a wonderful plane to, to 
to uh, relax and in the back the air conditioner will be working and uh, the only uh, they're the only airline here passenger airline the only other thing here is a FedEx airplane that you can actually go through and that's going to be really cool that, that sounds like an excellent program I'm just disappointed we won't see a Carl Valeri A320 knife edge pass during the air show I'm kind of <laughs> bummed <laughs> A knife edge pass and an A320. I think I don't think the computers would let me do that. You know, none of the computers fly that airplane. So uh, during but, during training, they specifically mentioned to Carl, please don't do that. I don't know why they chose Carl, but his, his reputation somehow, preceded him. I tried doing a barrel a maneuver. They let me. They had the maneuver named after him, and then they met him in training. Like this is this is coincidence or or what? How how did we know about this? <laughs> Yeah, I call it the tray, tray, tray maneuver, where a tray table pulls out, you push the autopilot on, and have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you actually get breakfast? Come on now. Uh, yeah, no, I bring my own. I bring my oh. own, that's for sure. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, the, uh, that, that's one of the uh, events happening here. There are so many of those here. I actually got to talk to one of the people from the, the Florida Aviation Museum, or excuse me, the Florida Aviation Academy here, and uh, they... The STEM program, the science, technology, engineering, and math yeah, programs yeah. that they have all throughout this, this country, not just here, are some amazing programs that they have that are trying to promote engineering and math amongst people here because we don't have too many people going into that. And I think if you're interested in aviation, don't, don't just look at doing the flying part of it. Look at engineering. Look at putting together airplanes. Look at fixing airplanes and, and doing computer systems, designing them anything that's in aviation because we all have that passion for it and that's what they're really promoting here. I think, I think that's terrific. And Len, you had one other, I think you said you had a, a, a quick little uh, shout out to somebody there. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, before we before we did come on the radio tonight, I, I had sent out uh, a tweet and a Facebook message that said, uh, you know, looking for anybody that wanted I shouted. I did actually get a couple. Um, and so here we go real fast. A shout out to our friend. And uh, these are all friends and loyal listeners of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Our friend Ron Klutz out in California. Thompson Meeks from down in North Carolina. Juan Marie out in New Hampshire. We have Evan Shu tuning in all the way from Australia. Thanks, uh, thanks for tuning in, Evan. Brendan O'Mara and the entire crew of Crazed Pilots out in Oregon. In fact, Larry's very good friends with them as good well. Folks. And uh, Ryan Testa out in New Hampshire. Uh, so th those are our shout-outs uh, for the day. You know, the Australia reference makes me want to at least remind people that um, our next, it's a special episode, our next That's episode that comes out on Monday is uh, Len's Journey Down Under. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But we, we are in process. Yes, part of it because because we recorded the show in the beginning, uh, early on in the in in my visit down under, and then there's some other uh, exciting aviation uh, adventures that we went on near the end of the week, um, involving jumping out of airplanes over the ocean and et cetera, et cetera. But I'll save that story for another time. Right. So be sure to look for the stuck Mike Avcast on Monday. Well, guys, we're uh, coming up on a hard break here, and. Uh, we're going to have to wrap up here. Uh, one other thing, I talked about some uh, amazing wives here that uh, have stuck with their, their husbands here. I talked about Dan Johnson's. And also, Larry, I think you have somebody special here. I do. My wife, Mary Beth, is sitting right over here on the deck. And, and uh, uh, thank you, Mary Beth, for, for being so supportive of Larry in, in all that he does here. And, and it's wonderful to see that because, you know, if our, if our spouses and our significant others didn't support us in this wonderful hobby, uh, I'm not sure we'd be able to do it. So no, no. Really, really, really and she's a pilot in her own right. 
And she is she sold a Piper Cub last fall. And wow. Working on getting her sport rating. I haven't even sold a Piper Cub yet. Very good. Congratulations. Congratulations. And uh Lem, was that all the shout outs you had before we close? That was all the shout outs, yes indeed. And 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 I'd like to obviously take a moment to uh, a very special thank you to everyone at uh, Sun and Fun Radio, all the volunteers, and especially Dave Schaubetter for making this live broadcast possible today. We always appreciate the getting the chance to come and visit and volunteer and everything that we can do to help out. And, uh, you know, you reciprocating by allowing us to share our show with the world online. Well, guys, that's, uh, that's it. That's a wrap. Thanks for coming here and, and, and visiting here at Sun and Fun Radio and Stuck Night Gascast. It's been a wonderful show, and I hope to see you out there online. And uh, come by, talk to us. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Abcast is an aviation podcast brought to you by thepilotreport.com, a Len Costa Production.